0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keen and Frockyard, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Back on the road and a stronger way following but Preston North End just aren't good enough to find a way past Hull City's Matt Ingram. Is anyone really that surprised? A free midweek before a Wigan side scrapping for their lives come to Deepdale usually say morning, mate, but I'll say afternoon. Do you want to just tell people why this week's episode is a little bit later?
2: Yeah, I, I must apologise. I, um, Well, as we alluded to on last week's podcast, my sleeping arrangements at the moment are absolutely all over the shop, with being up most of the night, most nights of late, so this morning I was catching up on some sleep, so I, I slept in. Dreadful from me, really poor. I even put an alarm on, but, well... I imagine mm-hmm. we've all done it. You wake up and you're, uh, you feel incredibly guilty. But um, we're here anyway. It's not the end of the world, you know. You can uh, you can listen a little bit later, or you can keep it for tomorrow, whichever you want to do. But um, you know, we're here, aren't we? How how was your birthday? Another year older.
1: Twenty four,
2: is it?
0: Yeah, frightening.
2: You're getting on. Next year in twelve months' time. Well, fewer than twelve months now. On your next birthday, you'll be closer to fifty than being born.
0: Ooh, so, don't like yeah.
2: that. Just let that sink in. Yeah, what you are you the same anyway? age
0: as me, by the way. For anyone wondering, you are well, not
2: uh... technically because I'm still twenty three and you're twenty four. Mm. So uh, <laughs> we're in the same school year, but uh, we're not the same age.
0: It was a chill day, to be fair. Quite nice. I Had a curry Saturday night, which was nice. Ooh, lovely. Thai, Serby, fish, Madras, <laughs> very good.
2: It's- it's good there, isn't it, Si Serby? Yeah, Wonder The one that's in a black bull at, uh, at forward for anybody who doesn't know. But yeah, it's good. Oh, you went you went for, um, what did you say there?
0: It was a fish, fish madras, madras. But It but it was called something longer than that, but I can't remember what. But yeah. Was it like cod or prawn? Cod, yeah. Interesting choice. Always really? drawn in by the chef's recommendations, and it was on there, and they didn't disappoint. Make no mis-
2: yeah, make no mistake. When you go out for a curry, it would be remiss of you not to get to get um, a meal off the specials I always get something off the specials I, uh, I also had a curry this weekend I went to the charge on Friday
0: on the A59 I think that's the best to be fair it was just world class
2: as regular listeners of this particular podcast will know I'm on a bit of a regime at the moment but I went hurtling off the wagon this weekend with for a curry <laughs> on the Friday I got dragged out round town again on Saturday so it all went wrong but you know a real test of the uh, of the regime comes when you're a little bit rough on sunday you know you could have you could have a real deep fill or whatever mm. you want but uh, you've got to hold firm
0: speaking of tests let's try and talk about hull against preston because my word if we can get through this then i tell you we're heading in the right direction this, well i like <laughs> get out I, of get I out there with wait. a point yeah type of vibe. yeah
2: I I I can't well wait to go through this. There's, <laughs> there's loads to unpick here. Yeah, last week's podcast, I um I said it's never dull in Hull.
0: You imbecile! <laughs> well,
2: I'm gonna have to change that. It's it's now rarely dull in Hull because that first half especially was particularly dull in Hull. Um, <laughs> yeah, an atrocious first half. I, and the first half, I was scratching my head as to whether I've ever seen a worse standard of championship football than that. And it wasn't just limited to North End. Hull were just as bad in that first period. It was absolutely atrocious. Never have I ever wanted to be in Mount Manganui more (laughs) than I I was in that first half. Um, But on the flip side, it was much better in the second half. There there was improvement. There was green shoots of hope in the second half. So it wasn't all doom and gloom. I walked off that ground at the weekend um, slightly more optimistic than walking in, actually, which is (laughs) mental, considering I just endured a nil-nil draw and hadn't watched my team uh, register a single shot on target. But all you really ask for is to watch your team have a real good go and make no mistake, North End had a good go, despite... Not having a shot on target. And People listening to this thinking that guy's insane. We haven't had a shot on target, but we were much better in the second half. If Troy Parrott scores one nil, uh, we look the more likely in the second half, and uh, and everything's particularly rosy again. Uh, and okay miss, but uh, he he was brilliant when he came on Parrott. But yeah, yeah, I was I was quite pleased in some perverse way walking off the ground on Saturday.
0: Well, the away end at the final whistle was quite. Not jubilant, but appreciative, weren't it? There was a lot of clapping, a lot of singing. And then I go on Twitter and it's like a meltdown, which, you know, I don't I don't think we played great. First half, as you say, was awful. But a point on the road. You know, forget wider context. We know Preston are playing pretty naff football. We're not really going anywhere. It was a point, a clean sheet. I'm not jumping jubilant about it, but tip one of them, don't you, every now and then? Just a hard-fought point.
2: I'm a massive advocate for for away points in the championship. Occasionally they could be even better than away wins. It sounds mental, but there's nothing better than a backs against a wall, nil-nil. I remember that one at QPR all those years ago when QPR had a real star studied lineup and, and we went there and it's we the one just
0: at Leeds as well and Middlesbrough.
2: We've drawn at, at all of these places. Yeah. And actually we've won at most of them as well. But yeah, um if you if you're getting really upset over a nil nil draw at Hull then it's slightly odd. But uh, yeah, Twitter's a deep, dark place. Uh, that's worth mentioning. It's uh, it's what I'd like to refer to as a zoo Twitter. <laughs> you get all sorts of <laughs> animals coming on with mental opinions. So I like to take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, but of state, it's an absolute zoo on there very, very often. Um, and I never go on the hashtag, but I did on Saturday because I thought anybody in the right mind or oh, uh, anybody who just consumed that ninety minute couldn't have such a strong opinion as they do now. Obviously, uh, I'm talking about that ninety minutes in isolation. You've you've raised a good point there, George. You spoke about the wider context and the fact that uh, okay, we're playing the most turgid of stuff, but we didn't necessarily in the second half on Saturday. Uh, I was talking to quite a few people just ambling up the stairs, going, uh, going the subs out the improved us, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Troy Parrott was brilliant. He's I was thinking it flag. wasn't
0: actually that much different to Stoke, Huddersfield, Coventry away, other than we didn't get a goal. Like if you it, think was, it was performance... a lot better than
2: Stoke away. It was a lot better than Stoke away. Stoke was um, was about as attritional as it gets. Two of the worst teams you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and okay, that was uh, that was the case in the first half, but were uh, much better in the second half. So uh, if you're going on. On Twitter and you know really calling, uh, wanting the manager out as a result of that nil-nil at Hull, then I'd have a slight issue with that. Uh, Obviously there is wider context here, but uh, if you're at your most angry after a nil-nil at Hull, um, having played quite well in the second period, then uh, I'd question your uh, your sort of headspace really. But um, of course people have those opinions, and we're not here to. Uh, to, uh, to claim that they're unwarranted because everyone's got an opinion ultimately. But um, yeah, uh, Twitter was a complete contrast to the final whistle. It was a very appreciative away end. And they recognised that, okay, we didn't quite get over the line, but we were the more likely. And uh, and, the, and the effort levels have always been there. We've always claimed that. But obviously the quality just isn't necessarily there a lot of the time. Um, and it wasn't again uh, at the weekend, but there was improvement from what we've seen. Uh, there was improvement from what we saw even in the first opening half. So, so yeah, like I said earlier, I walked off uh, quite content that we'd seen uh, a North End eleven that, that you know you could relate to.
0: There's a lot of like negativity out there and stuff, and a lot of it I agree with. To be fair, you see where everyone's coming from, I feel it myself. I'm sure, I'm sure you do too. But as we say, that point on its own, I don't think it was too bad. Performance, not amazing. Neither of us are sat here delighted with it, but take it, move on to the next one, don't you? McCann, what a blow that is. I know he's not absolute world-beater, but rest of the season, rubbish That in it?
2: Yeah, it's not ideal at all because you look at the options in reserve and you'd rather have McCann over most of them. You know, it might it might bring Johnson into the frail a little bit more, but yeah, that, I suppose that might be the only positive that you draw from that. Uh, you're going to be gutted because uh, he was having... A decent run of the team when he was doing well comparatively to the rest of the midfield. So yeah, uh, that's disappointing. That's uh, that's
0: really bad news. But um,
2: yeah, uh, lots of the team thought it was okay. I bet you were screaming
0: for DJ to come on in that second half. Christ almighty. There was space where well, there was scra- big gaps and you're just thinking, yeah. oh, just get him on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm weakly scratching my head, dragging my hair out at all costs over Woodburn, over Johnson. I find it, it's almost crimes against football, really. Uh, and that's with all due respect to Ben Woodburn. I mean, uh, his effort cannot be faulted, but, you know, it's like it's like having a plate of, of, uh, of mutton over that lamb shank out of the charge on the other night. <laughs> but we were just on top in the second half and it was it was quite evident that we lacked that little bit of spark creativity so a person just just that calm head get your foot on the ball and it was yeah. a couple of minutes too late but at least the change came in the end and obviously we might have got the winner if he came on a little bit sooner but obviously that's just conjecture and uh, maybe roast-tinted glasses but uh, I thought the change came a little bit too late but, uh, but yeah I could see Johnson though. in
0: a North End shirt to be honest yeah, to be fair. We've not seen enough of those Preston spells, have we? There was like 10-15 minutes where you really thought they were going to score, even though they were, I know you've said we didn't hit the target, but it was just all us for like 10-15 minutes and a bit like a flashback to past good Preston teams, that's what we can do.
2: Yeah, there was a fleeting moment of harmony between the fans, players and the manager, you know, it was...
0: Started to win corners, started to win... Jewels and stuff.
2: Yeah, and there was a roar, and um, and that sort of you know that sort of energy went into the players, and yeah, uh, it transferred onto the pitch, and uh, and it was a really nice sort of a 10 to 15 minutes. But uh, obviously the ne- and the goal never came. But um, I think that's why I was quite pleased walking off the ground with a point because you know all you ever want is that is that effort for them to give it a go, and that's that's exactly what they did.
0: Wing backs were decent, I thought. Potsy up and down the right. Alvaro, not too bad. And Brown, just as we said last week, neat and tidy in the middle of the park.
2: Yeah, good again. You've got to wonder, haven't you, why on earth we all wanted Brad Potts out of the team in the first place. He was absolutely out on his feet uh, later on in the game. He had a uh, he couldn't quite latch onto a ball um, mm-hmm. at the byline right in front of me uh, and the rest of the North Enders. And he was just completely out on his feet. You could, you could see him grimacing. At the um at the fact that he was just completely knackered, he couldn't quite make that ball. But but yeah, that's all you want to see, ultimately, isn't it? Um and yeah, Alan Brown in that midfield just he's just all energy, isn't he?
0: Such an appropriate nickname, horse, isn't it? For Pots. a real galloper. Yeah,
2: he's not. Um. Yeah, he's not like a flashy, like sprinting race horse, or, or you wouldn't describe him as like a shishkin who who produced a sparkling <laughs> performance at the weekend. Um, he's more of a slogger. He's more of a a mudlark, he likes to go over three miles at like sedge field in, you know, real mucky ground, like yielding to soft type thing and yeah, just a mudlark. He'll outstay you all day. Like he wants to he just loves racing and and running essentially. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not really flashy, he's not sparkling, but he's um yeah, he's a real mudlark and he you know, he's just all energy. Poetic. Oh, I wouldn't say so. It's just, uh, well, I'll have me racing.
0: No, f- this, this is what we are now. We're just a team that grafts. And does it need him to come out? It probably does because fans want honesty from the manager. But it's quite clear to see we're not an entertaining attacking team, are we? We're a, graft, a team that grafts and, and tries to nick games.
2: Yeah. So, Well, we all watch the games. We know what we are. Like, it's almost insulting him coming out and saying, you know, that we're with this sort of attacking entity that we're not. But yeah, the thing to note really is that we're only as good as the sum of our parts, really. And so whether we like it or not, the players that we have aren't very good, essentially. So you can have sympathy with the manager uh, in that regard. But I think it's more annoying that. Well, there's a few things that are annoying. Obviously, Ryan Love's comments are, are incredibly annoying uh, a lot of the time when he comes out and claims that we're this. And that we play this brand that he wants to see is utter nonsense. Um, and then, of course, in recent years, we have been a relatively attractive team to watch, and we're just not anymore. Uh, and it wasn't that long ago that we were, so that is obviously really annoying for supporters to see. Um, and question marks are obviously going to arise as a result of that because you wonder how it all went, you know, wrong like it has done. Um, and to go from that group of players to this is is stark which is really annoying as a supporter. Uh, but I think you'd get respect if you came out and just said, look, it's not quite gone to plan as I'd have hoped at the moment. But uh, but if you can just bear with me, hopefully I can turn it around. And, um, and that's... So obviously, you get your odd lunatic who comes out and says, you know, that's not good enough, but... Um, I think he'd get more respect if he did If he did come out and say that.
0: Second lowest scorers in the league. It's a grim stat, that, isn't it? Cardiff only worse with 25 goals scored. 14 games when we've not scored a goal. And I think I saw something on Twitter on Saturday that we've only won one game by more than a goal. I know it doesn't really matter if you win by one or two, but crikey entertainment is uh, in short supply, isn't it? I mean, it's not really it's a premium,
2: isn't it? Yeah. We've said
0: about the lack of pace and dribbling and 1v1 excitement and stuff like that. It's sometimes just crying out to see 4 3 3 with a bit of pace on the wings and something to get you going. We don't have it though. That's no. why you do I mean, yeah. bit... Alvaro's yeah. the most exciting player in the squad and he's, in my opinion, and he's, well, it depends on how you define yeah. excitement, but he's a fullback.
2: Yeah, he's not, like, not. You wonder a how he's meant to what, play this on.
0: football he wants with this squad.
2: We can't, really. but uh, if he came out and said. If he came out and said that, obviously in better terms than, than that, I mean, that's quite a, a damning indictment of his own squad. I don't think that would go down overly well with the players, but uh, if he came out and just said uh, that's the best method that he believes with this particular squad, then he would get more respect. And you're right, we don't, we don't have the players to do it, so you can sort of... It's difficult, isn't it? It really is. And yeah. those stats, you know, okay, at Hull they didn't necessarily tell the whole story, but uh, on the whole... You know, you can't argue against them because it's quite a decent sample size. Um, and it has been really attritional to watch most of the season. Simple as that. So, yeah, you can't argue against them. It's up to him to, as a change it ultimately.
0: We're going up next. We keep, every, keep saying the games are massive. Every game. massive. I don't know if <laughs> they are massive for Preston, like in the season, because we're 14th and I think we'll be. Pretty much there. Come the end of it, I don't think we're going to be in any trouble. I don't think we're going to challenge the top six, but it is massive for Ryan Lowe, isn't it, to try and turn this mood around?
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not a massive game in the context of the season because the season's done. we like it or not? We got knocked out of the cup. It's done. We've got nothing else to play for now.
0: Um, February twentieth. It's a it's crap that, isn't it? I'd rather be. Well, I have nothing to play for in the mid table in mid table than be playing to stay in the league. But crikey, February twentieth. Three months to go, and we we feel like it's done. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's just North End, though, isn't it, really? Yeah, I made no mistake. It's a big game for the manager, uh, but they're all big games for the manager. We've been, we've been talking that line since this podcast started, ultimately. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Wigan, uh, they're having a Renee Sons from the show Maloney, aren't they? And they're obviously scrapping for their absolute lives down there. So they will look at this game and be absolutely bang up for it. You know, it's a it's a local derby-ish. No, Nobody cares about Wigan, ultimately, um, unless you're a rugby league fan. <laughs> but um, it's a massive game for them and it's a big game for Ryan Lowe and us uh, because the home form uh, is is what will kill him, ultimately. Um, if you get beat off Wigan, then you'd find it hard to defend him, wouldn't you? I mean,
0: oh, it wouldn't be a nice place to be, would it? Five o'clock. It would be toxic, it'd
2: be horrible. Would he survive? I don't know. It's within his... His best interest to get a result. No mistake. It would not be ideal losing to Wigan. Even drawing to Wigan would be ideal. If we draw nil nil without a shot on target, I don't think I'll be coming on this podcast. That's where you can say, You know, I was quite proud of the players walking off the pitch. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be pretty disappointed.
0: Yeah, they need to get this game won. We've picked a few, few results up of late, but they've been absolutely abysmal for most of the season. So. Still frustrates me that we didn't win there because we should have done it on the opening day. Back to Deep Dale. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get on Deep now. I'm gonna hit you with a new feature to end the podcast. Oh my. I don't like surprises. Playing Wigan on Saturday. Wigan versus Preston, twenty second of September twenty ten in the Carling Cup. Can you remember the score? I, I can't remember this game at all and I back my back my knowledge of previous games. But this is new. We were one up. We were. Well, Who scored? We
2: were one-up for most of it. Paul Coots? Oh no! Oh, gutty with that. I don't know, then. I'm not going to guess again. Hold on. I think the result was three-one. 2 one Wigan. It's like two-one. Gutty with that. So I remember they scored two in real quick time.
0: Oh no! This yeah, this good. does ring a bell. Actually, I've just seen the the guy who won it. Jordy Gomez equalised. Charles and Zogby have won it in the 92nd minute. I, I remember that. <laughs> they
2: can't have been too too long in it
0: between the two Wigan goals. No, 87, 92. Yeah, we felt like we were wound up
2: for for days in that contest we could <laughs> of course then we're a Premier League outfit weren't we yeah Keith Who's Tracy scored for us? Keith Tracy yeah fun well, times though went down I think last season
0: yeah we did
2: but we could have had a calling cup run couldn't we I think it was a calling cup then as well yeah it was calling cup yeah yeah, that was a disappointing evening actually it's pretty good to with that but again walked off proud <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, get researching your Preston Coventry days because that'll be oh, bl- hurtling oh, no. towards you. Oh,
2: no. I will do. I'm going to run a real tight ship on these. I don't expect <laughs> to get another one wrong. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, all the best. <laughs>
1: on 16-123. That's 16-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Results. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? Participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport powered by fans.